This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. As you know, here at The Coffee Breakup with Marvin and myself, we take mental health very seriously, especially when it comes to therapy. It can be awkward, but the beauty of our sponsorship now with BetterHelp is the accessibility that you get literally over your phone or on the computer, however it is that you need to communicate with someone at BetterHelp to get that therapy that you need. So without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. If you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress, whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Coffee Breakup listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash The Coffee Breakup. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash The Coffee Breakup. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. I think... Our relationship with technology is a huge piece of mental health, and we touch on that a lot with clients. Yeah. It's so easy to get wrapped up in your phone, TikTok, and Instagram, mm-hmm. and all of that. I've really been working on the relationship with social media in the past year, and I feel like it helps me significantly. Um, like our Basel a few weeks ago was crazy. I'm sure you guys know. Yes, um, that traffic I, was crazy. Don't tell me. I wasn't, I wasn't into it. I, I wasn't really feeling like going out and doing the whole show. Yeah. I just wanted to go inward, so I decided to stay home that Friday, chilled, had a nice self-care night. He was camping that weekend. Woke up the next day, crushed to work out. I felt good. I went on Instagram, and I started seeing everyone's stories at all these, like, parties and having yeah. fun. And I was hit with this, like, wave of anxiety. I just felt so anxious, and I was like, why wasn't I out? What's wrong with me? FOMO. Why didn't I feel like it? Mm. Yeah, FOMO, but I just, like... I was just like felt bad about myself. And then I kind of stepped back and I was like, wait, this is the direct effect of what Instagram just did to me, right? Like I was just being aware of like the steps. Like I felt good. I had a great morning until I popped my phone open and started feeling bad about it. So I think just the awareness of what some of these platforms can do to you mentally, I think is important. Not many people can tell. It's called Gaucho Ranch. They're the best. And it's all grass-fed organic meats from Uruguay. So they, they ship like it. They're like Wynwood. They're great. And you like, you cook it or you eat it raw? <laughs> uh, uh, the Liver King over I'm, here? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got the Liver King? It's a lot weirder than Liver is, King. I'm not on steroids. <laughs> no, no. I'm I don't. getting it from Oregon. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I've tried it raw. Like, honestly, it's kind of gross unless it's like really, really, really clean, fresh organ meats. So I just, I sear my stuff and I cook it. I flavor it up. Like, I'm not shy to add sauce and seasoning. So it tastes good. Like, I don't want it to taste weird. And I find that heart is a lot less strong and, like, defined like liver is. So heart was much oh, easier. Oh, really? Yeah. Dude. It's uh, more like steak. My, my brother used to eat liver. Like, he would sear it. He loved it. And, and, and this was years ago. This, I mean, I'm talking 12, 12, 15 years ago. And I, I would never get behind. I never understood it. Like, I was like, oh, it kind of seems gross. 
Um, but I guess, you know, a lot of people are doing it now and they say it's, it's really helpful. Yeah, it feels and so good yeah I'm big on it. it. I feel like energized after. Really? Because it has a full body energy. It's really good on iron. You have vitamin B's it's and all that stuff like that, right? Nature's, nature's multivitamin. And it's delivered from, yeah, from, it's from what animal? Um, I go usually beef. Yeah. Okay. Beef. You do yeah. it too? No, but that's for next year. So I want to do, man, this is kind of low, bro. <laughs> it's the really it, well that's then the mics okay fine I trust uh, it, it's the, the headphones i trust you i trust you I okay um no for next year so for january i want to try like to do a carnivore diet like at least for the 30 days or whatever 31 days whatever 31 days um i, I want to try same thing, right? yeah the, yeah, january, <laughs> yeah so um for those 30 31 days i want to do just pure beef why um, like, how, like what's the what's the what's the science behind it? What's the what the goal behind it's it? It's basically an elimination diet. So you're eliminating all the other foods that can cause inflammation in the body, like processed stuff, you know, high high sugar, high carb foods. Mm-hmm, so you're just mm-hmm. basically cleaning your body. You're giving a gut a reset, and it's also an anabolic diet. So it helps the body produce testosterone. You're eating so much protein that you're probably going to lean out. Probably going to feel really good. It's not, in my opinion, a long-term strategy, but as a 30-day reset, it's like, it's awesome. It's yeah, badass. so I hear that for the month of January, uh, well, I was watching a, one of Joe Rogan's podcasts, and he's uh, he was talking about how that's like World Carnivore Month or yeah. whatever, where a lot of people, they'll just eat meat for that one. There are other people, I don't know if you know, uh, I think his name's Paul Saladino, yeah, he's yeah. Carnivore MD, whatever. Him, he's uh, he's been doing it for years or whatever, and he like lives by it every single day. Like He literally puts out what his, his portions are, and it's like, uh, so raw, a ribeye. meat patty <laughs> yeah it'll be a meat patty liver a piece of heart and then some fruit and he's like oh this is what i'm pulling up with his other supplements that he takes which is all based on like organ meat and it basically it, it just reprograms your entire body like it, it forces you to just use the protein the fats plus how nutrient dense like those organ meats are with the with, with everything it basically just has everything that you need without needing like all the other stuff. okay i, I can see that correct me if i'm wrong i feel like you know no, no. More yeah, yeah 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 that's why we have you on <laughs> um yeah there, but there is a there's an argument that a lot of people say that um our ancestors or thousands of years ago we didn't even eat as much meat as some people might say because it was really hard to get a lot of it was we were eating uh, either fruits and vegetables and and like uh, uh not maybe not vegetables but like anything else that you can get your hands on and wasn't always meat because for a lot of like it's really it was really hard to get meat to hunt and fight meat yes so does it this is a topic we're both like super passionate about if you look about like the blue zones right you guys have heard of the blue zones no i've heard of them there's there's five of them and they're the places where people live the longest right most population of centenarians people living over a hundred uh we actually went to one this summer ikaria in greece so we're both greek so we we ended up going to ikaria for a couple days check it out yeah you look a little greek yeah in these blue zones they treat meat as like a condiment so it's like this small part of their meal or like mm. an occasional treat okay but it's not like they're eating a massive steak and like there's no greens around it there so it's a little bit backwards almost the opposite of carnivore where they're eating a lot of vegetables and non-starchy foods and then meat is kind of like a special treat they have and so fish and beans and things like that kind of what they've seen for longevity's sake is okay this, you know what works yeah because some people say well all that meat is can you do like is there such thing as too much red meat and stuff like that because some people might say that as well like it's good to eat it but not that much i think it's different for women too because women need carbs to produce estrogen so like if yeah. nicole were to do carnivore her cycle would probably get thrown off oh, and it'd probably yeah. stress her body carbs. out <laughs> <laughs> yeah like she craves carbs before her cycle starts and that's yeah. most women right so it's hard to you know replicate that in men and true, say true, that true. you should 
do both. It's and I think it's so based on the person too. Like one true. of my clients can have red meat every single day and feel great. And then another one just doesn't feel great with red meat. So I feel like it really depends on the person what and just how yeah. their yeah. body processes it, you know? I'm wondering if there's ever been like, uh, do you know if there's ever been like studies of people, of women, especially who have only done like carnivore type diet and and it's kind of messed with their cycle or kind of messed with their hormones? Do you, that you know of, do you know? I haven't seen any research around it, um, but again, everyone's like kind of different. Yeah, I, yeah, I know yeah. some girls who really love carnivore. One of my good friends that lives here, she does carnivore, but she has like fruit mixed in and things like yeah. that, which are good complex carbs to too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So course, I sure. feel like for us, our mentality is very primitive and primal in the way we like to eat. But um, I think just as many whole foods as you can have, right? And right, it, it right, comes right. from the ground, like that's going to make you feel great across the that. board for yeah. anybody, you know? I love that. That's so interesting. And, and you make a great point. Like now we're getting a little bit, we're in your 30s, you Who's know, it's a new year. 30. I am Happy turning birthday. 30. In three months. Uh, yeah, Tell me again, three months. Almost, <laughs> almost, almost, pretty much. Pretty much. It's, a big, it's a big 30. Yeah, yeah. It's a big birthday though. For welcome, sure. Welcome to the club. Yeah. yeah. How old are you? 31. 31? 27. Dude, but you guys look great. Yeah, you guys look yeah. great. Yeah. It's carnivore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the liver. It's all that heart, baby. It's all yeah. the liver. I gotta try it, man, because I'm always I'm all for trying. Do new with things. me, dude. I'm, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm oh, done. Okay. Yeah, he got me into uh, cross you know CrossFit kind of working out nice. for the past month, and I feel amazing. You I'm, like I'm, it? I feel so much better. I told you, dude. And I feel great, and it makes me change Shout my out, diet. Shout out Zoom. Yeah, because I work out so hard. Dude, I, it's like an hour work of intense training, obviously, right? And it's like, damn, I'm like, dude, I work so hard, I sweat so hard. Do I really want to come home and eat junk? Yeah. And kind of like no. cancel out that hour of intensify, almost dying? You're like proud of like yeah. what you yeah. accomplished. So there. I want to go home and like nourish my body. That's what I'm a big on now, nourishing my body, yeah. giving it what it needs, giving it the rest, you know, recuperation yeah. and, you know, stuff like that. So thanks for that. Yeah, um, I and think so kinda, people also feel like they have to work out and they have to kind of punish themselves and eat healthy. But I love that, like... Switching the mentality and yeah. saying, I want to do this because I care about my body and yeah. I love my body, you know? Exactly. And really making sure that you're giving it what it wants to thrive. Because at the end of the day, if you're giving it crappy food, then you're not helping it out. You're just yeah. making it harder. And then that's why like, like a lot of people feel like, oh, I'm sluggish. I'm tired all the time and this and this. And I'm big. I'm fasting. I do long periods of fasting. And then when I do eat, I'm like, am I really going to eat junk? I've just fasted 18, 20 hours. Mm. I'm not going <laughs> to eat junk. I'm going to give my body nutrients and whole what foods. It needs. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. so I feel better. I sleep better. Changes the whole mentality, which is what we're big on, you know, mental health, fitness, and overall well-being. And then that applies to anything. My relationship is better. You know, my friend, how I interact with people, how I do on the podcast. It it just amplifies everything. You okay? Yeah, I'm good. You need me to get you some? Yeah. Oh, is it a nice shaker? Oh, oh yeah. shit! You got, you got a nice shaker? Hell yeah! Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like you. We did it. We did a collab with them, and uh, did they, you? They made yeah, it, for custom it has one. living oh, fuel. Oh, that's so true. fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Yeah, you guys gotta get one. We gotta yeah, start yeah, doing yeah, these things. Rob hooked it up. He's. Yeah, I love the Bronx brother, Rob. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, I like it, man. It's it like doesn't spill, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're not getting paid for this. Fuck this. No, you can do it on your podcast. Not ours. Yeah, we're not. They're not paying us for this. Fuck that. I want to get back into what you were saying, though. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so one thing that I've learned and, and, and the reason why I'm, I'm on this mission, and it's probably because I'm, you know, we're dating, you know, people now, you know, we're in relationships. Uh, and I think long term, well, if we were to have children, uh, I want to be able to still be a part of my child's life. I don't want to just be that dad that goes to work, comes home, pops, you know, 
uh, cracks open a can of beer and does nothing. So I feel like I have to be involved, but the best way that I know I could be involved is if I'm feeling good about myself. How can I do that? And that's me continuing being active. So yeah, I started going to CrossFit and I, st I just felt my body change mm, and yeah. my mindset change. And I'm like, if I can overcome this with my body, what else can I accomplish if I just if I just do it? You know, if I make the decision to do it. So same thing now when it comes to my diet and like I want to see how I can be as optimal and as efficient as possible. And like I do want to try this kind of carnivore diet to see how I feel. Yeah. But again, like let's say in ten years, like I'm going to be forty, you know, and I would hope that by then I, I have children, you know, with my girlfriend Christina, amen. Um, and if that's the case, I still want to be involved with my family's yeah. life. I want to be able to play with my children. And it's only going to get harder if I'm not putting in the work today. Yeah. So then that's why I'm so, so big. And then there's people that I got chewed up in a comment section because I was basically saying how, like, you know, sometimes you have to talk to your partner when, you know, if you feel like you met them a certain way and they're healthy and then you feel like they start letting themselves go and then we can open up on this conversation. It's almost like, well, you should love them anyways. And mm -hmm. it's like, well, if I love them, I feel like if, it would be it would be messed up if I don't try to help them, if I don't call them out on it, if I'm not going to live a lie and just be like, well, yeah, I know that they're, you know, maybe getting bigger, they're getting slower, they're not as active, they're not feeling as healthy, they're not feeling as happy. Am I just going to sit here and just say like, well, I should love them anyways. It's like, no, I should call them out and be like, hey, like we're doing this together. Like, let's yeah. both look for this. Like, I want to be as best shape possible for our kids and our family. I feel like you should too. Mm. So I'm on this big mission of being healthy because I feel like even no matter what you eat, it just translates to everything else yeah. in your body. And I feel like you've kind of made that discovery based on everything that you've done, right? Yeah. 100%. So what was your background? I know we talked about it over the phone. So what, how, what were you guys doing before? And then how did you, did we get to this today? So for me, it started, I was living in New York. This was before I met Nicole. I was working at a huge company, PwC. And I was just traveling every week. I was like on flights twice a week, different city every week, hotels, eating out 90% of my meals. And I was pretty health conscious at the time. Like I was an athlete. Um, all my life. So I was into working out. I never really you skipped. Knew. Yeah. Like I, I, but I thought I knew, I, I thought I knew. So mm. I was, I was like, I'm doing all the things, you know, I'm uh, getting eight hours of sleep. I work out five, six days a week, but I really, there's a lot of stress inside my body that I didn't know about. So all that kind of travel eating out built inflammation in my body. I started getting sick in my mid twenties. I had a hypothyroid issue. So I was waking up after nine hours of sleep, feeling exhausted. No idea why. Chronic fatigue, basically. I had, I was getting strep throat, sinus infections. I was just getting sick all the time. I had no idea why. Yeah. So I started looking into nutrition, seeing what I could dial in, started kind of being my own, you know, doctor, nutritionist. And then just I- Doing I, a bunch I, of research. Just yeah, just, just podcast research. I got into like Bulletproof Coffee. Have you guys heard of that? I've heard, yeah, I've yeah. heard of that like too. I, that was like, I tried doing that. I was doing that too for a bit. Kind of <laughs> like 10 years ago when it was like a new thing. I was like trying all these things out. I started seeing a naturopathic doctor in New York. He cleaned up my diet. He put me on like a really hardcore 30-day anti-inflammatory diet. No coffee, no sugar, no gluten, no dairy. And for me, that was like, that was wild. Like I never yeah. cut those foods yeah. out. And I felt really good. And a lot of my symptoms went away. So I kind of kept it up, kind of built a system for myself that worked really well in terms of my sleep habits, nutrition. And I was able to get myself kind of back to 100% within like six months to a year. At one point, my doctor wanted me on meds for my thyroid and I was just at that point, I had been fed up with Western medicine because it kind of had failed me a few times. So yeah. I was like, no on the meds. I went the natural route and I was able to overcome it. So for me, that was like my first big aha moment. 
And that actually pushed me more into this space. And then while I was working at PwC, I was like, hey, let me go back to school, study nutrition, since I'm always reading about this. I'm always helping my family. I'm always coaching my coworkers. And I was like, this is just a natural fit. So I went back to school, started this business, working with people one-on-one, and then kind of Nicole came into my life right at that time. And then I ended up quitting my job. So she was kind of the catalyst. We were out on a date one night in New York City in Soho. And I was like, I have this idea. I want to just fucking quit my job. And I, she's like, well, she's like, like looking at it. me. She's looking at me. I'm like, I wanted to start this health and wellness <laughs> company. At that point, like health coaches were like, they're, they're like nothing. Like you look at their salaries online. It's like 40K. Yeah, I'm yeah, going yeah. from like six figure high flying salary paying, you know, I'm staying at the Ritz Carlton's when I travel to like going down to 40 K was scary. And she was like, do it. And it kind I of think I me. subconsciously wanted to do it myself because I was really into health. So yeah. I was like, do it because I would want to join you maybe in the future. Maybe it was, it was foreshadowing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a support, you know, I thought it was super cool. Also, I never really dated anybody that was into health. So mm-hmm. I feel like kind of to your point, I feel like it was always like a sacrifice that I had to make with exes in my life like they weren't really supportive of me eating healthy they would make fun of me for eating a salad or working out as much and I always thought that part of myself wouldn't be shared with a partner because I just never really found someone that jived with me in that way so when I met Mano it was such a eye-opening date and like I had such a vibe with him because we had such an amazing similar interest that was super important to both of us so I think that's that so cool. important. Uh, cool. h- how was that when you were dating people and, like, and it didn't, you guys, that fitness aspect, that health aspect, you're saying it wasn't aligned. Yeah. And and that, was that an, at the end of the day kind of, not the reason it didn't work out, but did it play a big part in it as well? It did, it did. I, I felt degree. like, you know, it was hard having these passions and these hobbies that I didn't really True. feel like was as important. They were into going to the gym, they were into eating healthy-ish, but yeah, I didn't feel like we were aligned in that way. And it ultimately definitely was a piece that drove us apart. Sure, sure, but sure. I never thought that I could find someone that had the same mentality as me. I thought it was always something I would have to sacrifice in some way. Um, but I, I do think just in general, like your partner should have something that's a non-negotiable for you. I always say like a non-negotiable or something you can get over. Yeah. Like a non-negotiable for me now that I know is someone who's into health, you know, yeah. and maybe that's not for everybody. But for me, I realized after dating him that it was so yeah some people it's politics for us like this was a non-negotiable and you're right like I want to be able to be an active father I want Nicole to be an active mother and you know I don't want her to let herself go in her 30s because that's what everybody else does but it's not even about like body letting yourself go because I think everybody has a body that they're comfortable in I think it's more about like what you said, just like having the energy, not being mm, symptomatic, right. yeah. having going on a camping trip with your kids, going hiking, like that stuff's important to us. And although like we don't have children now, um, health in general is going to trickle into that in the future. And I have girlfriends who aren't aligned with their partners and they're like, what's going to happen when I want to feed my kids healthy food, but my partner is going to be bringing home pop tarts and things that aren't True. great. Like that's hard, you know? Yeah. I think it, you touched on a, on a really big point because I, we had a post that I think we put yesterday, actually. Yeah, we do. It was the one oh. about aligning yourself. You, yeah, well, you this will be it. in the you know in the future. But we did a post yesterday that said, uh, you know, how important it is to just align yourself with the right people. And we're really big on, like, this cancel culture. If, like, if you don't align with me, you're just a piece of shit or you're wrong. And it's like, dude, like, there's a lot of different things that just work for yeah. people. It's almost like we were all primed to think that there's only one way to do it right. And then if no one does it that way, you're an idiot but if we're all able to find things that work for us we should just align ourselves with those people that 
kind of see it the way that we do. And those who don't, I mean, if you just listen, maybe you'll learn something new. You know, you've been kind of following your own path, thinking that that's the right way to do it this whole entire time. But almost like you, I thought I knew. Right. And then you, you went to this doctor and then they start telling, you know, well, we're going to clean you up and you're going to you know start eating this. And then you realize, holy shit, this whole time I thought I knew what I was doing, but I was doing it all wrong. So as long as we're able to be open and kind of like understand that there are different kind of people and different ways of accomplishing things, you were able to kind of live a happy life. We just just all enjoy the differences. Yeah. And I think it's so important because you also what you were saying, like you, you don't. If, if you want to have kids down the line, you're not just choosing a husband, you're choosing a father, you're choosing a mother. So it's like, how is how are we going to raise our children in terms of your uh, diet, the lifestyle? And I think it's important to have those conversations those, with your yeah. partner. You have to. And oh like, okay, because the way I grew up is, you know, my mom would always cook. So it's like, that's important to me. You know, I want to grow up in a household with my wife and my children where at least one of the parents cooks. You know, yeah. it could be either or. And so, you, I, I, you know, I have those conversations with my with my girlfriend all the time. Like, what about this? What about that? What if you one partner wants their kid to, or, you know, is vegan and the other one is completely opposite? How would you raise How your children? You through that, yeah. Conversations that need to be had at the beginning. Yeah. You know, I, so important. I heard a really interesting, I think it was in a podcast, maybe it was with you guys, but oh. um, I, I heard something that, uh, I think it was on TikTok and she was saying that a really important question you should have with your partner before getting engaged or married is what did your parents do that you liked and what did your parents do that you mm, didn't like? I've heard that. So Mano and I had this talk when we were walking the other day and it was super interesting because I got to share like what I really loved about my upbringing and maybe what I would do differently and we kind of could come together and work through that. It's not going to be perfect, but I think it's important just for you guys to align on that before taking that next step. It's huge, you know? Yeah. So important. I also think as parents, like uh, there's a lot of impact that, that I feel like we have so much more power than we, than we have, especially when, when you become a parent, because you're literally teaching and, and shaping, shaping the next future. generation, yeah. you know, and their beliefs and what they, what, what they want to align themselves with. So I feel like there's like a huge responsibility. So, I, you know, you have to kind of build that environment. For them to be able to kind of understand, yeah, grow. I think that's super exciting. I think to tie that all in, you know, the reason that we're so into taking care of ourselves now, so we can be good parents, because we know that's going to add a whole different layer of complexity to our life. So it's like now I'm setting myself up to be healthy, so I can be a better partner for her, so I can be a better father for my children, so I can be a better CEO for our business, a better coach for our employees, better person, better friend. I feel like it all starts within, and I know that's a theme that you guys resonate with. So. Absolutely. That's that's a huge motivator for me to put in all this work now to take care of myself. So that way, when I'm 90, I'm not looking back and saying, oh, "I wish I did things differently." Mm, yeah. my, my back is my main thing. I'm in a wheelchair now because I wasn't doing yoga when I was in my 20s and 30s. But like, we're putting in the work now, so that way later we can enjoy life as well. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of our clients also like we work with older men and women who are in their 50s and 60s, and they have really bad aches and pains and things that they're dealing with. And like you guys said had you done the work now, that's you really wouldn't be yeah. dealing with arthritis or a bad knee or, yeah, whatever it may be. Um, you can just get ahead of it. Yeah. So. I also think, like, our philosophy is it's never too late to change. Like, people in their 60s, like, in, like, weeks, their aches and pains or arthritis goes away when we clean up their diet. Yeah. Like, our dads have even been tests for us. Like, <laughs> we'll put them on certain diets or say, like, hey, try getting rid of this for a week. I know Nicole's dad had a lot of achy joints from golfing a lot. And, like, within 10 days of cleaning some of the foods out of their pantry, he was like, I have so much energy, my wife's mad at me now. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. what happens when it comes to... um 
you still like whatever was affecting you back then you've you've still cut them out you don't entertain here and there or i think you know flexibility is key with us like we go to greece every summer for a month and when i do that like all guardrails are off i'm not following any (laughs) diet i'm waking up i'm eating my favorite desserts at 8 a.m i'm not fasting (laughs) but at the same time i'm probably walking twenty thousand steps a day food in greece is so much so so better quality you're finding a lot less highly inflammatory ingredients in greece and it's all local food so you know I like to stick to certain things that I know make me feel good. But as to your point too, like what works for me might not work for you. Like I have, you know, uh, genes that predispose me to autoimmunity and things like that. If you don't have those genes then maybe you can tolerate some of these foods that I try to avoid. Right. Yeah. I'm just wondering if there's ever like any cravings that you may have, because, you know, even with clients that you, that you have, like what do you ever get like a feedback of, Oh my God, well I couldn't, or I couldn't resist or I have to cut this out too. Yeah. We we (laughs) have this mentality and I think, and I can talk about my past a little bit, but yeah, I, I, I was going to shift to you right <laughs> after this it's question. Like, it's, a, it's a good leeway into my past, but I grew up with yo-yo dieting, trying to figure out what works for mm. me. Um, super into health, but didn't really know what I was doing. Um, you know, counting calories, portion controlling, working out like crazy. And a lot of women go through this. They, they don't know what works for them, what jives for them. So they try like whatever everyone else is doing. And there's some crazy diets out there that my clients do. Yeah. <laughs> crazy diets. Um, so I was really trying it all. And I was just like Manoli, I was getting sick constantly. I had symptoms in a different way. I was getting reoccurring UTIs. I was having a ton of digestive issues and doing everything I could still wasn't feeling great. Um, and I had like what I call my tipping point. I think some people have this tipping point where they're constantly getting sick and they're stressed and there's a lot going on in their lives. And my tipping point was in 2019, um, I got really, really sick one day. I woke up and I had crazy vertigo. If anyone's had vertigo, it's the worst feeling ever. Vertigo, it's, like it's you just like when you're yeah, off yeah, balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so but just- out of nowhere, I woke up one day and I went to Soul Cycle and yeah, I was walking on the street and I was like, I feel really off and dizzy. It's probably just because I went out last night, whatever. So... Throughout that week, these symptoms just kept getting worse and worse. She passed out in Soul Cycle that day. Passed out in Soul Cycle, um, like fainted. And the next day, I started getting numbness, like on one part of my body. I was calling Manoli at work. I'm like, something's really up. Like, I thought that I had, like, like a brain tumor. It was just Jeez. so drastic. Um, so I was kind of in and out of the ER that week and getting MRIs and things like that. Um, and it got really scary one day when half of my face went numb. It's called Bell's Palsy. Yeah, yeah. And Justin Bieber has it. Justin Bieber has it. Yeah. <laughs> I saw this. He, he still has it? Is that like, did that go away? I think it went away. Did yeah, it, can, it okay. went away. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, My obviously. face is back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Both sides are moving. Yeah. Besides um, fake. Yeah. <laughs> it's robotic. CGI. Yes. Um, but my test came back that week that I got all these screenings done, and I came back positive for Lyme disease. So I had no idea what Lyme was at the time. It was really scary. Um, I was just trying to kind of figure it all out and piece it together. But Lyme disease is comes from ticks it's tick-borne illness yeah not super common in florida i had to look it up yesterday when you were saying it it's like lyme disease i had to google it look it up more in like pa yeah more in pa connecticut new york where all like one in three people up there have it how did you get it so common so i I grew up in pa in like the boondocks really out in the the wilderness and farms and there's a lot of deer so i think i got bit by a tick at some point but lyme is um a disease that comes out when your body's down. So when your body's stressed, when you're going through a lot, it finds an opportunity to come out and flourish. So it's like dormant for a lot of it's, a lot It can of be years. dormant. Someone yeah. can have it their whole lives and, wow. and not even know. 
but um, mine just found a moment where I was stressed trying sure. to get promoted. Once she started dating me, it came out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> him to blame. <laughs> um, so that was like my big turning point. I spent the next year and a half in bed, not working, not doing anything, um, just in and out of doctors trying to figure out what the hell was going on because it was really scary. Yeah. And I, th- I call it like my moment of pause in life. I think... The higher power, whoever it may be, was just like, you got to chill and figure this out. So I got really into nutrition and got really into health even more so trying to figure out how to heal myself because Western doctors were like, go on an antibiotic for the rest of your life and call it a day. Exactly. Sure, sure. Um, they wouldn't even crazy. look at me. You know, I had a doctor tell me like, you're crazy. You're making this up in your head. And I, I would leave these doctor's offices crying. I saw around okay. 25 doctors and I'm not anti-Western medicine. I think there's a time and a place, but their approach was... Just it wasn't working for him. Specifically with Lyme disease because the CDC doesn't recognize it as a disease. So doctors can't diagnose it and there's nothing to really prescribe for it. Except antibiotics. Except antibiotics, which Nicole was on antibiotics for a year. Ripped my gut. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, there's not much info on it. It's just like so ambiguous. So um, I found a really great integrative doctor. Integrative is... Western and Eastern. So okay. they, they take a holistic approach, but like if they need to give you an antibiotic or a prescription, they will. So if I really like that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't want to go full, like just herbals. I really wanted the balance. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so once I started to feel better and get myself back into balance, um, I was trying to figure out what to do. And I was like, Manoli, I'm not going back into the corporate world. Like I can't do it. Um, I had just like a huge block in my brain and I had seen, I don't know. I just felt like I'd gone through so much that I couldn't find myself back in a cubicle and doing the same thing I was doing. So he really pumped me up and he was like, you're so passionate about this. Why don't you get your degree? Just like I did. So I went back to school and once I graduated, I started kind of figuring out how to do this on my own. I'm going to lay and I looked at each other one day and we're like, why are we doing this separately? Like we think (laughs) the exact same way. So we joined forces and it was hard. I think we can touch on that if you guys want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. for sure. Get sure. Before, before that, I did want to ask you, why do you guys think that, you know, in most modern medicine, it's straight to like pills? It's so simple. Doctors are incentivized monetarily to give you a prescription. So that's a real thing. Or to perform a surgery. That's how they make money. Yeah. And they're not taught in school in, in medicine about nutrition. So they're not going to tell you to clean up your diet and try carnivore for a month if that's not what they've been educated on. They've been educated one. on if you have pain, then here's this arthritis medication. If you have high blood pressure, here's a statin, right? So that's what they've been trained. That's what they know how to do. And not necessarily doctors are evil or anything like that, but... Um, we like to work with integrative practitioners for that reason because they see both Eastern and Western. They have a very balanced approach. Yeah, and they get yeah. to the root. They say, okay, why is your knee keep flaring? Why do you have eczema? It's not just like, here, take this for the, the rest symptoms. of your life. Yeah. It's like, why are, Why is your body having these symptoms? Mm, yeah. Why are they reoccurring? Yeah, what's why, the cause? Yeah, what's the root? What's the root? And doctors... Um, they're just, it's not like they're doing anything wrong. It's just what they were taught. Like my friend in med school right now, she's like, we talked about nutrition for maybe 30 minutes and that's it in her whole, in her school. So nuts, man. Even that's like, what kind of pisses yeah. me off though. Even <laughs> if, if let's say doctors, it's rec- deeper than that, you know, yeah, yeah. but even when doctors recommend like a, a product or certain things, a lot of times those companies, they 
pay the, the, the facility or the doctor. And us, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, but yeah, no, being right. so uneducated, we look at these people. Oh, doctors know, recommend kinda, it. Yeah, yeah. The, the doctor said, but you don't have no idea how many arguments I got with my own mother. She goes, oh, and many going to, do you guys use Spanish? The doctor on the TV, he said that this is good for you. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to fucking take this, that. that. Yeah, and the it next says, week like, could cause death, heart attack. Like, like yeah, a half a page long of the- Exactly. For like something minor, and you listen to like the side effects. Trust me, man, I've been burned by Western medicine, and I'm not saying I'm not shitting on it. I'm just saying I've been burned by it, and that's why I see this kind of holistically now and more balanced. And you know, I was when I was getting sick a lot in my 20s. I was going on antibiotic after antibiotic, and after like five months straight of being on different antibiotics, my sickness kept coming back. So eventually, I had to ask myself, look in the mirror, like, is this actually working? Like, what am I doing here? Why am I taking amoxicillin for 20 days out of 30 every month? And Terrible for still you. Still keep getting yeah, sick. Yeah, and this yeah. was before I really knew about That's the damage. Ridiculous. It was reeking on my gut at the time. I'm probably still bouncing back from that 10, 15 years later. But then I saw my first holistic doctor. And she was a doctor of oriental medicine, and she basically, she did a test on me, a stool test, which is your poop. And that's like one of the best ways to see what's going on yeah, really true. inside your body. Yeah. Our immune system lives within our gut, and our poop is a huge reflection of what's in our immune system in our gut. So I did a stool test, and I found out I had a gluten sensitivity, which at the time, gluten diets, it wasn't even a thing. This was like 10 years ago. Okay. So I found out that like the protein shakes I was pounding twice a day in college <laughs> when I was trying to like be big yeah. and be jacked <laughs> were, were poisoning my body my my uh food my meal plan was all gluten containing food so i was like having gluten probably 10 times a day at the at that time so i cut it out and that w- i went from home-cooked greek food to like meal plan in college eating tons of crap and that's what got me sick so i cut gluten out and i literally never got sick like the rest of college like i was in my freshman year like it never happened again so for me that was one of my first big like moments of realizing like okay Medicine's one thing, but like diet is this whole other thing. But like getting cutting out gluten because like gluten isn't was is it an enzyme or protein? It's a protein. It's a protein. But it's like in almost anything. It's how how will you cut out it? Like it's such a carnivore well, diet, baby. <laughs> I mean, I get, yeah, it could be. But it's, how do you cut it it's out? So much easier now, man. There's so gluten's in mostly like bread, crackers, pasta, pasta that kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, some cereals. protein bars. It's in a lot of things, but it can like be hidden too. But. There are so many swaps, and like that's what we've spent years building this library of food swaps. Mm-hmm. And when we work with someone, we give it to them, and it's like every healthy swap for the traditionally unhealthy foods: pasta, rice, crackers, cookies, ice cream, you name it. We have healthy swaps for all of those that are gluten and dairy free, and that often, don't taste like cardboard. Yes, I feel like yes. there's a lot of companies that make healthy alternatives. I that think don't now we're yeah good. where we are now. But yeah. I'm. It's incredible how many great food swaps come out like there's a company called simple mills for your listeners they have to check them out simple mills primal kitchen they're these great companies oh, i've heard of primal kitchen yeah, yeah they're great they have like clean sauces barbecue ranch like just healthier alternatives that yeah. don't taste crappy so you don't have to give a food up like you said earlier like do i have to cut this out i say no don't cut it out just put something better in its place right so yeah, yeah. so instead of just eating salads all day every day like we had a <coughs> pint of ice cream each last night and it was a nice. healthy ice cream and it was delicious. Okay. And sometimes I give it to my family and I, I try and trick them and I don't tell them it's dairy free. <laughs> and they're like, this is great. Yeah. And I'm like, it's dairy free. So yeah. the options are there. The I notice it when I eat like certain things and it's like, I think we're just so normal. Like, like my stomach will be hurting. I'll have an upset stomach. And I'm like, is this really how it's supposed to feel every time I eat? Yeah. Like it's frustrating. And then so... I might have to look into that. Like the the dairy and the I hear dairy. Like where should we go? Yeah, wh- out, yeah, yeah. I heard dairy too. Well, it's I don't, hard to cut out. I dairy don't know. Though. Do you need to cut out dairy though? It's an every. It's a lot of things too. Do you you know? have to cut you guys, out? T- you guys consume dairy 
moder- in moderation. Because there's some like on the carnivore side, like people they say that yeah, like I want the whole raw milk, like I want all the fucking nasty shit in there too. <laughs> so it's all about quality, and I would say the two most common allergies we see are dairy and gluten, and that's mm-hmm. because those foods are so heavily processed and they're like loaded with antibiotics and pesticides that's oftentimes what causes people to have an, an allergy to them it's ah. not even the gluten itself it's just how yeah, yeah. processed yeah. they are 80 percent of wheat which is a gluten containing crop is genetically modified which means our body doesn't know how to break it down and it's also sprayed heavily with glyphosate a pesticide that we've linked to all sorts of cancers and chronic illness so <gasps> that's oftentimes what makes you feel crappy it gives you brain fog makes your knee hurt you know an hour or two after you eat it yeah, yeah, not yeah. even the gluten itself so those two foods are big but i would say the quality matters so like some of my clients do really well with a grass-fed dairy so at the grocery ah. store Publix, whole foods whatever if you look for grass-fed cheddar, grass-fed organic feta, grass whatever fed. it is, organic yeah. grass-fed, it it's still dairy, but it's just in a way better form. So yeah, I think yeah. quality. Do you guys have source? Like, do you guys have like any type of source? <laughs> we gotta we can we gotta connect with these people after because I'm super interested in like getting ahead of that. You're stuff. welcome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we want to get you guys on for months. You, you can guy. find some decent stuff at Whole Foods, like uh, okay. grass-fed organic dairy. Whole I think Foods they have the most organic selection. feta cheese. I've seen some. Uh, there's this <sighs> company called Buff B U F. They have a uh, Free range buffalo uh, mozzarella, so it's also grass fed. Okay. Grass and there finished. are some dairy free cheeses and milks and things like that, obviously, that are great. Uh, like yeah, Miyoko's yeah. is a great company, they have um, like cream cheeses. Kite Hill has great cream cheeses that are dairy free, so like they're there. Whole Foods has them, they're accessible. Publix actually has a lot of great companies too now, which is great. So it's good true, to see true, them true. going to not just health food stores but main grocery it's stores too. it's great that with the time that we live in now because you were saying it like 10 years ago 15 years ago that wasn't really a possibility no way gluten-free <laughs> dairy-free it's like a very far concept mm. so now i think it's easier than ever to kind of change your lifestyle I, and eat I better would s- i would say first just start by upgrading if you're having those foods upgrade them go, Quality of it. go yeah. organic and go also non-GMO. i would say if anyone's listening and they're like i don't even know if these foods are triggers for me i would say really focus on one Take a week and do no dairy. True. See how you feel. In a week, you'll be able to tell if it bothers you or not. And then you're going to have it after that, and you're going to see if those pains, the brain fog, whatever comes back. So I really think that just seeing how your body feels without them for a week and just doing a little elimination, you will be able to tell for sure. That's the power of carnivore and these elimination diets is you give up Mm. all these inflammatory foods, and then when you reintroduce them, if you do it right, and like one at a time, say like, 30 days of carnivore is over and then you start having dairy. If you start like having crazy bloating and gas and your farts smell like sour, then it's like, <laughs> that's probably not a food that sits with you, right? So like your body gives you super strong signals. You don't even true, need true, an true. allergy you test. Just list. You think one week is enough to kind of tell that it's... If but, it's but wouldn't it depend also? Because what if like I'm thinking it's dairy, I cut out the dairy, right? And I still feel like shit. But then it's the gluten. Well, that's what process yeah, of elimination. What if it's both, though? But what if it's both? Or what if it's like, uh, yeah, what if it's both? And so you can you can test them separately. So you'll do a week mm-hmm. without dairy. You bring it back, and then week two weeks after. Is there someone that can just both? take my blood and tell me what I can and can't have? So I don't really love allergy tests. This is like a hot take. I I'm not a huge fan of allergy tests. I think they can sometimes be misleading. Really? Okay. Um, I think there are some great. I have to think back. What was the one that was good? There's an IgG test. Yeah, there's there's one or two we can send you after that are sure, good. Sure. But a lot of like the main ones that you get at like the doctor's office, it doesn't test you for sensitivities. It tests you sometimes for allergies. So sensitivities are um, like the aches, the pains, the brain fog. Allergies are like you eat it and you have anaphylaxis. Ah. Your throat starts closing mm-hmm. and you have hives. Right? Got you. Okay. So sometimes it can be a little misleading with that. I think your best 
source of truth is yourself and doing the elimination and seeing how you feel without something for yeah because you, you know how you feel yeah yeah, yeah and you're no the better, best yeah you're, the, you're your best judge True. yeah because yeah, you you went to a doctor to a doctor right and they said hey take take all this out yeah that's how you started yeah right? and like during covid we were home in tampa and i had like i was just like let me challenge myself during covid so i did this super restrictive diet called the aip diet it's like paleo on steroids um, but i wasn't doing coffee chocolate sugar um, no gluten no dairy no starchy carbs it was like super it was basically meat and vegetables was the only thing i was eating and i i cleaned everything out of my system and then he i was working out like three days a week yeah i had so much energy <laughs> i was pr probably like the best shape of my life at that point no alcohol as well um, and then after six months, I reintroduced each food one at a time. So I, mm -hmm. I'd bring uh, nuts and seeds back in. I'd bring coffee back in for a couple of days. And I really was able to tell what triggered migraines, what triggered knee pain, what triggered inflammation, brain fog, old symptoms that I used to deal with every day. And I thought they were just normal. That's it, So yeah. for me now, I've learned like even eggs. I was eating eggs like every single day. I know eggs for me, they don't make eggs me feel, they don't make me feel lot. really good. So now I have them sparingly. I don't crush like five eggs a day like I used to. Yeah. So I've made a lot of adjustments based off those learnings. Yeah. So this is like a long journey. Big process. process. Yeah, an experiment. We, we like to experiment all the different diets and things for our clients because I think it's good information for us to just pass down if something really resonates with us and we see this client has this symptom and we can help them by doing X supplements or X. And food I did yeah. six months just because COVID, I had nothing else better to do. Right? <laughs> I wasn't yeah. going out to dinner. We were bored. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like you guys are very hands on, but it's also good because like, how can you give advice if you never experienced, try to yourself, yeah. Yeah. right? We 100%. like, to, we don't, you know, tell our clients to do something that we don't do ourselves. I like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, I mean, we, we practice what we preach. It's really important to okay, us. Okay, that's yeah. awesome. What's your, you said something earlier about fasting. Are you a, a fond of it? Do you believe in it or? Fasting. Big time. I, yeah. I got her into it and yeah. I've been fasting probably, I don't know, for like eight or 10 years. Okay. Um, but it started off as just traditional intermittent fasting, which is just 16 hours a day. I'm sure your listeners know like the, the basics around fasting, but now it's a lot more variety and a lot more intuitive. So I will do once a month, like a 24 to 36 hour fast. Cause just like anything, your body adapts to the stress you put on it. So if you do the same thing every day, your body will plateau. Interesting. Yeah. With workouts, with uh, fasting, with your diet. That's so I like, I like to switch it up. So once a week I'll do a 24 hour liquid fast where like, I'll just have like bone broth or just liquid calories. Okay. And then once a month I'll do like the longer 24 to 36 hour, just water fast. And then daily I'll do like 16 to 18 hours, just depending on like when I get hungry. Interesting. I like that. Cool. I mean, we can keep on going on and on, but uh, I love these conversations. I, well, that's why I here. love the <laughs> fasting. Yeah. I, I, when Roy and I met and he was talking about fasting, I was so confused because yeah. I was eating like a big bowl of fruit and my oatmeal at like 8 a.m. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't eat? <laughs> one, <laughs> one in the afternoon. I was so skeptical. So he got me into it. And I think if anyone listening wants to get into fasting, start slow. Start with 12 hours. Don't jump into this crazy long fast and be like, I can't do this yeah. um, because your body will really will adapt. A lot of people do fasting without even noticing. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. have you ever heard of fasting to a client? I talked to her yesterday and she's like, no, I'm, I'm not. I haven't tried it. I'm like, okay, when do you stop eating and when do you start? And she was doing a 14-hour fast without yeah, even thinking exactly. about it. Yeah, when yeah. do you eat breakfast? Oh, I can't eat breakfast. When do yeah. you eat lunch? Oh, like uh, one or two maybe. Yeah. Like, when you fast at like, six, you, I don't eat again. Yeah, it's fasting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But exactly. it, that's why it's called breakfast. You know, breakfast. Break, 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 fast. You're breaking the fast. So I've been doing it for a little bit now. I got, Claudia, my girlfriend tried it. She didn't really like it as much. 
Um, so she kind of stopped doing it. So it's hard when you're by your, when you're in a relationship and only one person is doing it. Yeah. Because then you got to work around it. What are we doing well, for breakfast? Wait, I'm not eating. Breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> she's well, good with that. But yeah, women are really different, which is important. To I've know. noticed. So yeah. men are on their daily cycle. Women are on their monthly. So women really do ebb and flow with their period throughout the month around my cycle. The week before I want all the carbs and I do not want to fast. But yeah. during like my ovulation, I have a ton of energy and I can push a really long fast. So Interesting. women really need to ebb and flow throughout the month. Yeah. And that's when you tap into yourself and you say, okay, where's my hunger cues today? So I, I think mine changes a little bit more than noise because of the, the period and I can see the yeah, cycle. That so your girlfriend sense. may be the same or yeah. it was a little hard. Like some people just feel like it. it's hard and then they give up, but it's important to just take it easy on yourself. And if it's 12 hours that day, that's great too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For me, cause I've been doing it for a little bit and I love, I lo like my body responds very well to it. And so I'm, I'm a big fan of it. I'm a big advocate. I, I love doing it. I do 18 of 20. I, never, I haven't done the 24 hours. Now that you brought it up, it's actually good. Like I'm going to maybe implement it like at least once a month. Because I've done 20, 22 hours. So I'm like, I guess an extra two. Yeah, reset your gut. Well, reset my gut it's and stuff so like that. It's so healing. Honestly, we had a, cl a client tell us that she did a, a longer fast, which you should do that with like supervision, of course. Right. But she did a longer fast. She was having uh, like arthritis in her wrist. Longer like what? Um, I think it was like two, three days she two, did three days, yeah. with nothing, just water. Um, and her arthritis in her, her hand completely went away and never came back. So it's like very healing. Your, your body is doing this cleanup work that it has never had time to do. It's like when you're fasting, it's like housekeeping is what I call yeah. it. I've heard of that. So yeah. It removes like, it kills yeah, off certain cells and stuff yeah, like that. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's incredible. So yeah, that, I mean, fasting for us is, is incredible. If you do a longer one, make sure you have good minerals in your water, like, you know, electrolytes, right. of Himalayan salt, Celtic salt, like get plenty of that in. Otherwise, you're kind of depleting yourself and, and that could lead to like that keto flu or you feeling kind of Yeah, crappy. you like doing aminos when you're like drinking aminos while you work or you drink aminos in general Yeah, while you fast as well? Or is that something yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. It doesn't break a fast. As long as it doesn't have 50 calories or more, it doesn't break your fast. Okay. That's kind of a general rule of thumb. Okay, I like that. I thought it was five calories. It's, you think it's 50? 50, 50? Yeah. Okay, well, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Professional. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. hey, that's why we... I respect five, too. I have like a shot of espresso or whatever. So I asked you one time, how many calories does a shot of espresso have? And I go, like, I think three or four. That's not going to break. Oh, no, yeah, one yeah, time I made it with coffee, and he's like, there was coffee in this? I mean, with sugar? I mean, I mean, sugar, yeah, I'm sorry. There's a little bit of sugar, yeah. I don't know. I put a little bit of sugar in it, and he was like, wait, there's sugar in this? Like, I drank it. I'm like, I'm fasting. I'm like, oh, sorry. Fuck it. Yeah. Tooth toothpaste has calories. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. 50 okay. calories. Eat it, it, Black coffee, a, like a green juice, tea, apple tea. cider vinegar, lemon, those are all good. But the second you add some almond milk, add yeah. some... Yeah. <laughs> you're, hey, you're, you're, you're playing with, yeah. with fire. <laughs> so then, um, you guys are, I guess, in business together, right? Mm -hmm. How is that like there's the argument of well you don't get into business with your partner it can be ugly taking business home it's when does it stop yeah oh man it, it was a tough decision to uh, like want to actually commit to doing it with nicole but i knew in my heart is the best thing for our the future of our business but i, I like to think things through and I've seen a lot He's of. He's not rash with this. I'm very like, like, let's do it. And he needs I to like, think about. I things. talk to like you're my, like me. You're yeah. Like him. What's I like. Your, what's your guys' sign? Oh boy. I'm an Aries right now. You're an Aries. Just really quick. Scorpio. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> I'm a Cancer. Yeah. She's a Taurus. I'm a Taurus. So she's stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> which, which can make business hard. So like I, I thought this hey, through you it up. for you like a month. <laughs> I was like, is this the right move? But at the same time, I was thinking Nicole's skill set's very different than mine. 
She's super creative. She was already helping me with my Instagram at the time for the business with graphics, design, captions, social media posts. She was just really good at that. It wasn't a natural affinity for me, so I kind of passed that to her. So I figured if we did partner, we could kind of separate our lines of the business out. And we, we eventually decided to do it. This was during COVID when we were bored as hell. We're like, we've got nothing better to do, so let's try this. <laughs> Join. <laughs> and yeah, we joined forces. And I think that was huge for us in defining our, our roles within the business. So Nicole took marketing, social media, branding, and I took business operations and that kind of stuff, the stuff that I was naturally good at. And I think that was a big piece. But at one point, I feel like we got so intertwined with our work that it meshed with our relationship and then at that point, we were just like, there was no line. So I almost started seeing her as a business partner, not mm, as my life partner. True. And that was that was really weird. And it kind of like threw things out of balance for a little bit. So we actually had to kind of take a step back Sat and down. reassess and say, hey, what can yeah. we do to create some sort of like gray line or even a hard line in between work and our relationship? So we yeah. created some rules. Nicole, and and we're also like really passionate about our job. Like we love it and it's like all consuming. So Sometimes we have to remember to turn it off, you know, probably the same as you guys. I but, can see that. Um, yeah, we made some rules. We sat down. I remember we sat down at the dinner table and we were like, okay, let's separate this. Um, so I think one big thing that was messing us up was we were working in the same space. Some people can do it. Some people can okay. work. It I was, had an office in our last she apartment. He had an office in our last apartment. And I was working outside of the office, but we were together like 24 seven all the time. And some people can do this. I think for us, it was really helpful for us, him to go to a workplace and me to stay at home, just so we're not on top of each other, cooking at the same time, talking about work, like that separation physically was huge. Um, and then another really good tip was, and I read this online somewhere, but we have like these certain rules where we don't talk about work in the bedroom and at dinner or when we're eating. So like it just creates these spaces where it's like our time for our relationship. And like over dinner, we used to just like talk about work because we'd be so excited about our day. Yeah. But now we just talk about life and things that are not related. And I really? think that really, really, really helped. Right? Yeah, those are huge. Yeah. So yeah. you guys live together, right? You guys work together. We work out together. We eat together. <laughs> it could be overwhelming, no? Do you guys have times where you do like your own thing, like? A girls lot. night boys night or something like that yeah. like to kind of give each other some breathing room i programmed that into my weeks and at, at first it was everything together and that's when i realized like let me get a co-working space and i did and now i'm you know out of the house for eight nine hours a day okay and that's that's it's been good huge. for him to just come home and i miss him and i want to like hear about his day i like that yeah. you know especially during lockdown i feel like everyone was on top of each other and it was like such a test for everybody like how yeah. does it work out mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think um, just having like a little bit of, you know, yearning for someone and missing them really helps strengthen like the bond. And now I'll, you know, on the weekends, I'll go do my own thing. I'll he go loves fishing. I love fishing. So I'll go fishing for like eight hours, turn my phone off. And like, that's a huge recharge for me. I went on a camping trip with some of my buddies uh, a week or two ago. We went to an island out in the Everglades and camped on it for three days. No cell phone service, no contact with her besides like a few texts on my satellite phone. But like for me, I program this stuff in because it recharges me on like a really deep level she knows when i come back from those days or those trips that i'm like a whole different me and then i have more to give to our relationship too yeah yeah so yeah Go was ahead. it always like that like were you always accepting of 
of him having space or like you wanting your own space because I'll, I'll tell you from my partner she yeah. doesn't want me to leave ever <laughs> and i'm like i i want my own space and she almost gets like offended yeah. when i'm like and i'm like she'll get over it it's not a big deal but she's almost like okay like you're gonna you don't want to come and i'm like no I you don't want to hang out no i'm with like you that. all the fucking time yeah, yeah. so yeah. was it kind of difficult for you guys to first start or how did you guys kind of i think i started that? realizing that i love being around people but i i need to charge myself up like some people just need to be around people all the time like a lot of my friends they're just more extroverted and like they need that i actually feel really good when i'm alone so i find it to be really you know peaceful and i can have my time to like watch my trash reality tv hang out with <laughs> girls you know i find it really restorative and manoli is just like an incredible partner he is so communicative we trust each other like beyond so That's great. there's yeah, never anything that. that i'm like we always talk through things and and usually when I'm by myself or doing my own thing, it's like I'm not like at eleven like yeah. popping right. Yeah. You know, different. I'm yeah, like yeah. I'm like fishing or like going on a hike with my buddies or like just doing something to like disconnect and, and chill and charge myself up. So I think the trust, uh, you know, it was never there was never a question. And she was always pretty uh, supportive of me like doing my own thing, and I I naturally spent a lot of time alone when I was traveling, so I was used to it. I'd go to dinners by myself sometimes when I was traveling in a city I didn't have any friends in. And it's yeah. kind of weird, but it's also kind of a great way to get in touch with yourself. Being so alone. I was super comfortable being alone. And that gave me a lot of confidence in, in myself, I think, to start my own business and to do all these things. So she respected that. I don't think if I don't think this relationship would work if she didn't respect that. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I think especially for long term relationships or even in particular for you guys, because you guys have so much you know, time together. It's important for long relations, long term relationships, to have your own identity, right? Especially if you go as you grow throughout the years. And my girlfriend is very respectful of that as well. And we have our own times or our own. You you like fishing? I think it's important to have your own hobby. If she were to say one day, "Hey, like, let me come fishing with you," it'll almost like not that it would be a bad time, but that's that's your time to be you. Yeah. And yeah. to to have that solitude and just kind of embrace who you are. For sure. And so I think it's very vital to any long lasting health relationship. It's important yeah. to not lose your identity. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I, I kind of give a lot in my relationships. Like once I'm when I'm single, I'm you know, my single years were great and I was just like all over the place and having fun. But when I'm in a relationship, like I'm a Taurus, so I'm like very <laughs> loyal. <laughs> What the fuck that means? Taurus. Pokemon. I'm very loyal. Yeah. I'm, I'm like all in on a relationship and maybe kind of lose a little bit of myself in it too. So I love that he allows me to like be me and mm. he even pushes me to, to go out. Like a few weeks ago, um, I went out with my friends during our Basel and he was like, you look amazing. Like, I hope you have the best night. Like, it's just such a healthy relationship in that way. You know, yeah. some guys are like, what are you wearing? What are you doing? You're you know, that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's too hot to go out like it's, that. <laughs> it's never been like that. And I think you need that in a relationship. Like, if your partner is controlling and not letting you, like, be you and shine, then that's, like, a huge red flag, you know? Yeah, like, I know we've, I've spoken, we've spoken to a lot of people, and, like, they have relationships, they have so many trust issues and this and this, and, like, why are you with this person? Yeah. If you cannot trust this person to go on a, on a, on a girl's night or a boy's night or whatever... And what? It's not enjoyable. Yeah, dude, it's always that in the back of the head. No. It's terrible. No, you know? they're not lifting you up. Like if your partner is bringing, that's what I always say, my girlfriends, and I hype them up for dates and stuff. Like if this guy is not lifting you up and yeah. making you better and he's bringing you down, like bye. There's, What's the point? There's a line out the door, yeah. you know? Like what are you doing? But was it always like that? Because just like you said, like, well, I was always the one that was giving or like I wanted, you know, you know with always with our relationship and he was like oh well i know how to be by myself i know how to you know i'm secure i, I know how to i know how to be alone 
Um, was it kind of difficult for you at first to wrap your head around the idea of, because he's like, oh, no, go out, like, mm-hmm. do stuff. Was that difficult at first? It was so weird. Oops. Oh, my gosh, yeah. When we first started dating, um, my ex didn't, like, he loved his boy time. So at, at the end of our relationship, I really just, like, felt bad intruding. And when Manoli and I first started dating, I don't think I've ever even told you this, but uh, when we first started dating, he always wanted to, like, bring me out with his friends, and he always wanted to be a, be a part of, like, these plans. And I was like, is he bringing me because he, like, is just trying to be nice, or does he actually genuinely want me there? And it just was, like, so different than what I was used to, but it meant so much to me that, like, he really wanted my presence. Yeah, he wanted you to be part of Because I didn't have that that with other relationships. And I had my friends low-key testing her out to see if they liked her. It was, was like, an interview behind the scenes. You know, if she she can mesh with the boys, then she's a keeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She passed the test. Yeah, but your partner should want you around. You know, not all the time. I get it. You need your space, but, like... They shouldn't be annoyed if you're there. Yeah, they shouldn't be like, oh, my girlfriend's here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I I think that's a good vibe, man. Sounds like how long have you guys been together at this point? Yeah, two, three years, almost four years. Oh wow, yeah, because I see uh, on this finger for both of you guys, uh, it's there's something on it. Yeah, this is the aura ring. (laughs) (laughs) I asked about this all the time. Um, Too bad I was actually thinking about getting the 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 whoop. Yeah, whoop, yeah, yeah. But you went with the aura ring. Yeah. instead? I like it. It's just like sleeker. Like the whoop's kind of big and bulky and like lifting. I don't know if I'd want that on my wrist. And I think this is just a little bit better for sleep tracking, which is what I was trying. Whoop to Whoop is great for activity, and if you want to really hone in on workouts, sl- uh, the aura is a little bit more like full body health. Interesting. So it depends on your goal. Interesting. Okay. But okay. you guys aren't like okay. I saw that yeah. ring. Yeah, but we're engaged. Hey. Oh yeah, engaged. Yeah, yeah. 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 This guy's like, no, fuck that. It's an aura ring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's we're engaged. engaged. I'm healthy. <laughs> yeah. I'm apparently engaged. not supposed to wear the ring until we're married. It's bad juju. Yeah. Is it really? Oh, is it how does that, that work? Yeah. 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 It shouldn't be on that finger either. Take okay. Yeah. She's like, take yeah. it shit up. After here, take it shit up. How long have you guys been engaged? Since December of last year, almost a year now. Oh wow. Clock's ticking. When's the wedding? The wedding's in Greece oh. on July 17th. Oh, my God, how exciting. That yeah. is fucking dope. We're really excited. Well, every summer you guys go there. So. Where in Greece? Yeah. In Athens. Okay. A lot of our family's over there, so it was a nice, easy, easy fit. Was it, was it a no-brainer to do it in Greece? We talked about it on, like, one of our first dates. So I'm like, I want to get married in Greece. <laughs> and he was like, same. <laughs> so, so destination wedding, how is that going to go? Are you guys stressful. inviting, like, you guys have your friends, your close friends going in and everything, like, flying so over there? So we have... We're both coming from Greek big families, so okay. trying to keep this guest list down is really difficult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My parents want to invite all these people. His parents want to invite all these people, and you know we want to have like a medium sized wedding. So, which is two hundred people for a Greek wedding? Yeah, they <laughs> want like three fifty. So, <laughs> we're Gee, working on it. I don't even people. know 350 people. I don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to invite so many people. Yeah. Like, Claudia's like that too because she, she's from Colombian background. She's like, oh, if we were to get married and have a traditional wedding, I'm like, dude, less than. 50 people tops she's like oh no if i invite one i got all of them it's like next thing you know it's like 150 people it's a lot no when, way, once you have pen to paper you're like you know it gets a little tough yeah that's true i i spearhead all the wedding stuff and he's he's gonna show up and look cute the day of in his tuxedo so good job easy work <laughs> i yeah, like that dude. Um, it tastes, takes some cake <laughs> that's awesome so you proposed last year you guys were dating for three years yes and then the wedding next summer yes that's awesome dude good for you guys Damn, you guys work together, live together. Now you guys are engaged, getting married. Sounds like you guys have life like set. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. I mean, that's what you think, but like, there's been trials and tribulations. Sure, Absolutely. of course, yeah, of course. Like, it seems like it was smooth sailing, but you know, three months into dating, she had Lyme disease. 
Uh, as I mentioned, we had this crazy mold situation when we moved to Miami yeah, that like yeah, yeah, yeah. threw everything upside down. You know, N- Nicole can touch on it, but basically what happened is in Brickle, we were in a brand new, Brickle really, flat ni- iron, if really nice yeah. building. There. Yeah, flat iron building just got up. It was like a year old. We moved into this awesome two bedroom and essentially within six months, Nicole started getting some of her old symptoms back. I started getting sick a little bit more. I wasn't really sure what was going on. She ended up uh, getting a test done to see if she had mold or mycotoxins in her body. She came back positive for, I think, two strains that were, like, sky high. So then our next step was, where are these coming from? Is it coming from our environment, our apartment? So we mold tested our home, came back sky high with those same strains. And that's when we knew that, like, our home was making us sick. Fuck. So it put us down this whole rabbit hole of diving into environmental mold. health, mold toxicity, 15 doctors, scheduling calls, trying to see, like, what was our best move? And mostly everyone was like, you got to get out of there. You're not going to get better if you're in this place. Yeah, of course. And for me, I wasn't as sick as Nicole, so it was a huge trial in our relationship. It was like the biggest test in our relationship. So far that we've had, because at one point, she had decided she needed to move out. And I I was still in the mindset that I love this place. I'm happy here. I don't, (laughs) why should I sacrifice my, you know, this great spot that we have for, for essentially her health was it was a huge challenge and on top of that doctors were recommending that we could we had to get rid of all of our stuff too because if we brought all of our clothes shoes no bags that would recontaminate our new environment which we actually looked into and it happens a lot very often people leave a moldy place with their moldy stuff and then it tracks and it just tracks because it, it lives on clothes anything that has like leather porous. canvas anything yeah. that's porous, porous right so the only things we could really keep were like laptop and cell phone and like metal stuff and i was like to wrap my head around that that's crazy and, I, and at one point i was like do i want to do this is this the right relationship for me like do i want to actually give up my apartment my lease all my things like is this worth it so it created a huge gap in our relationship that, you know, was, it was, was hard. Huge it was hard because I think now mold like is the biggest offender. And now I'm so educated on it that I always test my clients for it. And it's been the root cause for a lot of my clients. Sure. So if anyone's listening, please make sure that you're keeping that into consideration. If you have like brain fog, neurological stuff, if you feel worse in your house, then if you leave and you go on vacation and you feel so much better than when you're in your home, like you have to look into mold because it changed my life once I really got to know all about this. But um, yeah, it was like the biggest test because I, on the other hand, was like, do I choose my health or my relationship? I, I actually had to sit and think like, do I choose getting better or do, do I months together at this point? Oh, no, no, you guys were, you guys were together is, for a little um, bit longer. This is two years in. This oh, was, two years. I mean, that's yeah. a big yeah. commitment then. This yeah. is 2020. I think. Yeah. Oh, you guys have been yeah. together. We you were engaged. Were together. We were dating. Sure. Yeah, we were seriously dating at this yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. But also, so this was worse than, because you were saying the Lyme disease at an early stage on, you guys overcame that. Yeah, yeah. so that was like oh, our that first. Was the beginning. That was our yeah. first big hurdle. Three months in. In the yeah. beginning. That was three months. Okay. And, I, and Manoli was legitimately carrying me on the streets, like taking me to hospitals. Like it was, it was like he was really there for me. And we were like, okay, we got over this. This is great. And then once those symptoms resurfaced two years later in this new apartment, this was our first apartment together. We were like decorating it and it was like this happy thing. And then I was like, something's really wrong. Like, I do not feel right. So, Jesus, you so wait, what was the solution? What was Moved. the conclusion there? So, so no, but like for them, yeah, he was like, oh, fuck you. I don't want to leave. And she's me, like, we, we started butting heads. Like we were yeah, fighting. Yeah. Like we, we never really fought, fought, but we were like pissed at each other because yeah. I didn't get like why he wouldn't want to like 
do this. I was understanding that he would have to throw his stuff out, but I was thinking like, you're still like a little sick too. Like this would help both of us. Um, but yeah, it was a huge ask for him, obviously. Yeah. So essentially what happened was I kind of saw it going in two routes. One was that we lived separately. We still dated and Nicole got better in her new environment. And I kind of stayed in our brickle flat iron apartment. Yeah. But like, which was already, well, you, you guys were already doing that. Like, no, we lived together. We were, we were living, living together, together in that apartment. Right, but before that. Yeah, we were living separately. Okay, I, so just I back to... I didn't yeah. really feel great, like, going backwards, though. Like, I felt like we had lived together. We were, you know, if we had moved out and lived separately. Mm-hmm. Taking like, a step what's back. the logistics of him coming over, like, his, like, moldy stuff? He's going to bring his... <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It, it got really finite. Like yeah, it true, got really finite. True, yeah. My doctor's like, you're going to do all this work. And you're going to throw yeah. out all your stuff. And then if your partner's not going to, your partner. But this guy just fucking get you sick again. He's just shit. Yeah, just show with his moldy clothes. Yeah, moldy, yeah. you yeah. can't go <laughs> over. I'm like, I'm going to spray him down. Yeah, comes, like, it, there was, it, it was like, he had to be on board with me. Like, he had to move. move so s- s- something had to give. Yeah. No, no, he had to give. <laughs> well, yeah, what relationship like, could have ended? Or I that. was literally at the point where it's like, my relationship is in my hands right now. It's either I'm going to choose her, I'm going to choose myself and my things. And at that point, I started a kind of a spiritual journey where I was learning a lot about the ego and how your ego can get attachment to physical things. Eckhart Tolle. Eckhart Tolle. What's the book called? The uh, Power of Now. The Power of Now. Now. It's an awesome book. It's a game changer, right? So it put me in touch with this concept of ego, and I realized that the reason I didn't want to let my things go the power of now. Keep yeah. going. We're listening. It's a life-changing book, right, honestly. Sorry, sorry, so the it. reason I didn't want to let my things go is because my ego was attached to them because I had spent hard-earned money and hours working to gain those nice clothes, those suits, those shoes, all those things that, that I you cared. picked out that yeah, you liked, that I bought that on my trip good. in Colombia or in Greece. And I was like, those things have meaning. They're mm-hmm. sentimental, mm-hmm. right? So it, my ego was attached to that stuff. And I saw this, during, I was reading that, that book at like the best time in my life to be reading it. And I realized that this was a chance, an opportunity for me to actually shed my ego, let all that stuff go and start fresh and not be attached to things. And I'm not like a materialistic guy, but like I like nice things, right? Sure, sure. So like for me to let go of all that was super hard from a financial perspective, from an emotional perspective. And then like I asked some of my friends and like, they were like, dude, that's crazy. You're actually going to do that. And I was like, I ha- like I- I'm at this point where it's like either like my things or my relationship. So I-, I said, you know what, let's try this out. Let's at least put my things in storage for six months. Let's go into this new mold free environment. And maybe at one point down the road, you know, I could bring them back and reintroduce some of my favorite things, you know, expensive suits, all that stuff. And that's kind of how we found this middle ground. So I did have to give it at the end. Yeah, we just had this really big talk. I remember it clearly. And we just hashed it out. And he was just like, I choose our relationship. Like, I choose you. And we're going to do it together. And our relationship has not been the same since. Like, we've everything we do now is just, like, in such a together mindset. Because I think sometimes people in relationship, it's like me versus you. Like I feel like you're not thinking in, like, a together mindset. So... I just feel like once you look at your partner as someone who's on your side, like it's it's a game changer, you know. Did you feel <clears throat> did you feel a little bit guilty for wanting to kind of a little? <coughs> I'm good. Do you feel like a little bit? Did you at the time feel a little bit guilty for wanting to kind of hold on to that? Because you were like, "Damn, why do why should I give up all that stuff for, for sure. her?" But you were together for two years subconsciously. 
Would you have felt a little bit of guilt? For sure. I mean, to part of me first? felt selfish, for, <laughs> selfish for, yeah. for like, you know, wanting to keep all those things. But then part of me was also like, damn, like I worked hard. I was validating it. I was like, I worked hard. I, you know, I busted my ass in my last job to be able to afford those things. Right. So for me, I was finding ways to validate it and essentially feeding my ego. And when I was able to see this as a challenge, like a spiritual challenge to shed my materialistic mindset and to let go of my things and start fresh and see if I could be happy with, you know, a, a minimal start. I saw that as an opportunity. I switched my mindset and then I went into it. And now on the other side of it, like this was like over a year ago now, I have such a healthier relationship with my ego and my things too. Like I view clothes and stuff, not as a necessity, not as a thing that makes me happy now. Yeah. Like before I used to go shop and like that would make me happy. I was using it as like a dopamine hit. Yeah. But now it's more just like, this is like a bonus. This is a nice to have, but I don't need these things to feel good about myself. I that, that was the That's shift. So awesome for you. I'm super happy for you guys because I feel like that even strengthened your because going through those troubles even strengthened your relationship. It did. It really and did. And so now you're at a point where it's like, you know, you're so much better for it. Yeah. 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 I love that. I wanna start going to uh, to the close, um, but I do want to ask. Um, so, in your business that you guys are doing together, kind of draw out what it is that you do for number one how you guys get clients yeah um and how you got like at least how you started getting clients because obviously when you leave that but you start something it's hard to get things rolling um how you currently still get clients and what it is that you do for them in order to help them yeah so in the beginning it was just word of mouth i was just practicing what i preached and people were gravitating people that you, that yeah, you knew like, in my circle and i you know one friend was like dude my knee's hurting can you help me with the workout pro program sure then i built him one Another friend was like, dude, I want to lose 10 pounds before my wedding. And I was like, let me help you out. Like, let me create a meal plan for nice. you. So it started with that, then word of mouth, and then, you know, built the website, built a social media page that started bringing in clients from, you know, different channels. Um, and essentially it started with working with people one-on-one, -on -one, like coaching people one-on-one -on -one for weight loss, you know, optimizing energy, all those things. And what we did is we created a system over time that we built out. And essentially it touches on the five pillars of wellness. So it's nutrition, sleep environment, movement. So movement encompasses exercise. And then the last one's mindset, mental health. Um, and that, that system is now what we use. We use that to coach clients one-on-one -on -one and corporations. So it started with people one-on-one. -on -one, then eventually I was like, you know, the people that need this the most are the corporate people that are burnt out that, mm. you know, are working well, 18 hours know, a day yeah. that I, for, my former, be you. yeah, like my former self. Yeah. So I was like, let me help those people out because they need it the most. So I started reaching out to companies and then we got contracts with really big fortune 500 companies that we still work with. And now that's a huge piece of our business is these corporate wellness programs that we build out. So it's private side and corporate <laughs> side. Um, and, and, you know, both of them are like extremely close to our heart. So we've, you know, essentially poured a heart and soul. And into how does that look like for like these corporations? So if you're building out these plans, like what does that look? Say I, I contract you guys and hire you for my, I don't know, 120 whatever employees whatever what do you guys do so basically i'd start by like saying like what do your employees need the most like do like a little bit of a survey see what their pain points are is it like they have low energy is it that they don't they're not having trouble focusing in the afternoons is it they're getting sick a lot are they predisposed to certain diseases if you have any data like that you can share like you know diabetes obesity those kinds of things and then we create a program that encompasses uh, those like pillars yeah, yeah those nice. pillars essentially we'll do coaching with them we'll do Workshops, workshops we'll do events we'll, we'll do talk on slack we'll make a health and wellness channel yeah like health challenges we'll get people excited about health gamify it make it fun and then we'll give people one-on-one -on -one support if they want as well to work with us or one of our coaches 
So you you guys are you guys aren't like coaches like fitness coach. You guys are wellness counselor. Is that the the term for it or wellness consultant? Consultant. Yeah, forgive it's me. A fancy term. But yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, we we <laughs> like to approach it all together. Like I I do think that the five pillars need to be addressed. I don't think that you know you can just work on movement and then get like to that optimal health. Like I really do think that you need to touch on all five of them to yeah. to get to that place you want to be. Yeah. Do you guys prefer working with like? private clients one-on-one or do you guys like to deal with like corporations because you kind of get to more money in corporate yeah. and affect more people yeah like, yeah on, and dude. affect more people the business dude no but on a personal note maybe no, yeah i think both like you get to touch more people and yeah yes, you get one -on -one, that one-on-one -on -one um, experience but like my one-on-one -on -one clients are like my my homies like they're my people i get so super close with them and you know like they're really touching stories like what they go through and i get to be a part of that so that like is close to my heart. And sure. you invest more into them True. too because you know that they're invested into themselves to want to work with them. Yeah, and, it, and it's like a range of things. Like like you said, weight loss, optimization, but like I've, I deal with clients who have Lyme, really bad digestive mm. issues, thyroid imbalances, like, you know, chronic illnesses. So it's really nice to be able to help people who are- Could you, could you get, what, what's like a price point? Let's say Chris and I, hey guys, you know, we need some, we need some tips. <laughs> what's like a price point, generally speaking, you guys would give or individuals? Or that depends on- to yeah. like be a full client, or yeah, just like, like one or two sessions. Yeah, do you guys have like a price list or yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So talk about it. on our booking page. We have Manoli's price prices in mind. Okay, you can go on there. You can book a discovery okay. call. I think you have to jive with a person both ways. So okay. we do discovery calls for like fifteen minutes, see They're if it's free. a good fit. They're free, um, and then we don't do programs or any tie people to anything. Okay. I, that's important to me because I feel like when I used to reach out, they'd be like. 10k for the year i'm like i don't really know you yet you know i don't want to yeah, yeah so we just do, we do call by call <laughs> yeah, um, yeah okay cool but yeah all of our pricing's online all right we got, we'll put it in the description for people yeah. that i'll take a look at it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, back, look back to your question too about like which one we prefer <laughs> yeah i think like i get the most satisfaction from my private clients because oh, we've, we've yeah. changed some of these people's life like, that's all help people overcome cancer like help people lose 50 pounds get over like 20 years of a chronic illness yeah yeah and then those people become your biggest spokesperson yeah so then, then they like it spreads like wow yeah yeah family friends you know like try this and then they see the results yeah, too, yeah. You know? we haven't had to put like advertising money at all because it, there's in our business it's so word of mouth it's like you see that person lose 15 pounds his friend at the golf club's gonna ask him what he did right so it's a lot of, i like that it is a lot of word of mouth in our business for sure. yeah and then a lot of times we'll help someone and then, then they run a business and they're like I need you for my employees. And then boom, it translates into a corporate contract. But obviously the corporate contracts are more lucrative. They're six months or a year. So it's more steady income uh, and we get to touch more people. So I find them both rewarding, but I would say the Different private ways, yeah. clients are like what fuels me up. No pun intended. Our business is the living <laughs> deal. They fuel me up like yeah. on a daily basis. And the, those pillars, like I know we're probably wrapping up, but if you need oh, any cool. tips, if you need any tips on them, like the the pillars that we talked about, we have tips for. Yeah, I actually do. I really like that. Yeah, I think it's super important. I never heard of it. Yeah, this was um man. I'm very happy that we brought you. I know, super informative, and I know a lot of our audience. Yeah, will be able even to you, you were like really into this episode. Yeah, because because I'm I'm big on that too. Like I've been working out for so many years, but it's working out is one aspect of it. But if your diet, if your nutrition isn't on point, then kind of what's the point? You know, what's the point if you look good if you don't feel good? Yeah. You know, if you look good and you can't do certain movements or whatever, sometimes I bend down, I'm like, oh, shit, my back hurts. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> you know, I'm 29, like, shouldn't feel like that. So there's a lot of things that I'm trying to <laughs> implement, and it's kind of works perfectly for the new year. By the time this episode comes out, it'll be January. Actually, it'll be great for people to listen to this and kind of get motivated. Start the year with 
living fuel i think that's yeah. cool yeah so. and we didn't even touch on like the mental piece i think sure. that's huge in your health too people think like we still can we still can yeah if i mean if Please. you're if you're working out hard and your your diet's super clean but you're like miserable in your life and you're not you know fueling your passions like i don't know i think that's like a huge piece that like I, i've been really working on the past year yeah. so i think that's important However, but I do feel like if you are taking care of the other elements, doesn't it also kind of put you in a better position to tackle For the missing sure. elements? For sure, because you get it, you, it builds on each other, right? So like yeah. you're working out, and like like you said, you're not going to eat crap when you get home, right? Yeah. So then True. you eat healthy, and then you eat healthy, so your brain's like nice and clear. So then you Domino don't want to be, you want to get outside and you want to go on a walk, <laughs> you know? Like it's. I think to yeah, to a certain degree, it opens up that door, but if but you have to be aware that mental health does play an aspect. And there's a lot of ways to nourish that that are outside of, of your nutrition and your diet and your exercise and all these elements. So, yeah, it, I think it, it'll affect it. But, I've, you know, we've spoken to people that, that are great in great shape. They have all these other aspects in order, but their mental health is still not to, to a point. Yeah. So I think you still have to put in that effort, uh, that extra effort to kind of help yourself yeah. uh, for those Yeah, uh, I, I think... Things. I think our relationship with technology is a huge piece of mental health, and we touch on that a lot with clients. Yeah. It's so easy to get wrapped up in your phone, TikTok, and Instagram, mm -hmm. and all of that. I've really been working on the relationship with social media in the past year, and I feel like it helps me significantly. Um, like, our Basel a few weeks ago was crazy. I'm sure you guys know. Yes. Um, yeah, that traffic I, was crazy. So. Yeah, <laughs> Don't tell me. Don't I talk to me I wasn't that. into it. I, I wasn't really feeling like going out and doing the whole show. Yeah. I just wanted to go inward, so I decided to stay home that Friday, chilled, had a nice self-care night. He was camping that weekend. Woke up the next day, crushed to work out. I felt good. I went on Instagram, and I started seeing everyone's stories at all these, like, parties and having yeah. fun. And I was hit with this, like, wave of anxiety. I just felt so anxious, and I was like, why wasn't I out? What's wrong with me? FOMO. Why didn't I feel like it? Mm. Yeah, FOMO, but I just, like... I was just like felt bad about myself. And then I kind of stepped back and I was like, wait, this is the direct effect of what Instagram just did to me, right? Like I was just being aware of like the steps. Like I felt good. I had a great morning until I popped my phone open and started feeling bad about it. So I think just the awareness of what some of these platforms can do to you mentally, I think is important. Not many that people can tell. Yeah. Comparison is the thief of joy. It's the root of self doubt as well. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, good. true. Okay. Yeah, because it's true. And and they say that about social media all the time because they say it's like the highlight reel of yeah, everyone's yeah, life. Yeah. Like you open it and like you see all these people that sometimes they're just flexing and like, yeah. you know what they they are no like means the to flex. Even fun. Yeah. It's not even that. Like they just go out of their way to force. Like, I was watching like someone. Uh, you know, uh, the baby, the rapper. Yeah, of yeah. course. There was like these memes that was going around of uh how like his camera crew will record him doing stuff, but they they purposely fuck with him. So he'll be walking up like real slow to the car door <laughs> and he'll open it with like a Louis Vuitton bag and they keep it locked and he's like, Yo, open the fucking <laughs> door. You know? Like you can just tell like that's how social media is though. Like it's everyone here trying to flex. Like, yeah, they're just fucking with him. Like it's kind of a funny joke. But it's almost like that's what everyone tries to do. It's like, oh, record me real quick so I look like I'm flexing, you know? Yeah. So now when you open it, you're like, look at him chilling, walking into, you know, like a Yeah, that's like, true. I wish I had that car. I wish I had yeah. that bag. And then you yeah. start comparing and then you make yourself feel lesser because of it. So exactly. to Nicole's point, I think like having some boundaries is healthy with it. 
Um, for me, like I silenced notifications on Instagram like a month ago, just cause it was annoying me one day. And now I'd, I look at it like a hundred percent less. Yeah. I'm spending 10 to 15 minutes a day on or it versus move, an move hour. move it to the next, um, my Instagram's on like second page of her instead phone. of my first page of my phone. Interesting. Like, look for it. Yeah. You gotta look I'm for telling it. you, it, it's like the small little things that help. I'm going to try but, Yeah. But you guys have, do you guys have, you guys have a shared account? Like how does that work? Our, yeah. Our business the business. account. That's, that's, that's the only like account. us. Yeah. 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 And she's on it way more than I am. Okay. That's she, why I, I got, I, I didn't even know who I was talking we to for like chatting, a couple yeah, of days. Like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, like, okay. And then I had an emoji. So I was like, he's going to know it's me with little like hearts. What did oh, you? I don't know. I don't maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, okay. Hey, I don't judge. It's <laughs> all good. Manoli has a really healthy relationship with social media. I feel like you're, you're great with that. Yeah. Like I, I use it as like a platform to entertain myself when I want to hop on TikTok and see some videos that are entertaining or to like catch up on like news and things yeah. like that like i just make sure i only follow things that align with like my interest right i'm not like following guys that are like flexing and showing their lamborghinis and their like rolexes or like True. scams that are just yeah. trying to get like ri get rich quick scams like i don't know I, I, I filter that out and like people that i don't really know i'm like either muting them or unfollowing them so it's just like trying to keep it tight very me. healthy yeah, yeah. Like, control what you're seeing yeah. for sure the only reason i still have instagram is because of the business like i i'm the one who kind of posts you know so multiple times a day on Instagram, if it's YouTube or whatever, that's most of the time I'm spending on it. Other than that, sometimes it kind of takes away some of the. Like I used to be on it so much more, but at this point, I'm like, dude, like, do I really give a shit what these people are doing? Um, do you guys not. use TikTok? I use TikTok. TikTok is kind of addicting. You do. You send me a lot of TikTok. I, I never use TikTok. Yeah, yeah. I just have it for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I send them things all day. It's more addicting than Instagram for it's sure. Because it's like a quick hit. Like it's. Instagram is becoming long now, the videos. Like, yeah. TikTok is, like, five seconds, and our attention span is just getting shorter so and shorter. shorter. You've been sending me some TikToks that are, like, four minutes long, four oh. minutes and long. And you're like, I don't have time for that. He sent it to me the other day, and I'm like, this guy cannot be serious. Yeah, what I think someone watch this. Oh, I forgot what it was, I think I have four minutes. You're crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know he's not going to watch it. So, well, sometimes I'm like, you'll watch this. But yeah. he'll send me, like, 20 uh, Instagram posts, like, every like every five minutes. Because sometimes I'll, I'll just like, send it. I'll just. <laughs> like, fuck. Sometimes I send it because, oh, this is really good. Like, yeah. I want to probably look back at it later. I think it's going to be fine. I don't have time right now. So I'll just, like, fire it. Are you ever go back to it? No, no way you go back to it. Sometimes I do. Okay. <laughs> sometimes. Rarely. I, I yeah. feel like, for me, another game changer, which, you know, anyone in the audience can try, is, like, just not looking at your phone first thing when you wake up. Is, is <sighs> yes. a game changer. I got to get into that. Take some discipline. But, like, I have my phone on airplane mode when I sleep when i wake up it's not even a thought i go do a little bit of my morning routine whatever it is meditate stretch have my coffee and then i look at my phone like because i know if i turn that thing on those notifications i'm going to get into my emails i'm going to get into work i'm going to get on social media really? and my whole day is going to be reacting to things instead of me having a chance to ground myself and see where i want my day to go so i feel like that allows me to be in the driver's seat every day, which has been a game changer. Even if it's a minute without social media in the morning or five minutes. Or just your emails. Do you guys know Jay Shetty? Yeah. He said something that stuck with me for years. He said that turning your phone on first thing after you wake up is like letting all your best friends and coworkers come into your room and jump on you in your bed. <laughs> which is true. It's like you're getting flooded with texts and emails and like, of course your mindset is not going to be on like just taking care of yourself in the morning. It's going to be like, Oh, I have this to do and this to do. And my friend needs me for this. For me, like he said, it's, I think it's the biggest game changer you could do for yourself. It your is so health. true. Yeah. I've heard of that. And I, I, do you guys do that in the morning? No, I wake up first thing and look at my phone. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. yeah. I my phone is on do not disturb at night. So I like, nice. I'll look over, like my alarm will go off and I'm looking at it. So normally you will see the notifications, but since it's on do not disturb, I don't nice. see any, I just see them at the time. Nice. Look, my alarm goes off, whatever. I'll get up, I'll yeah. wash my face. I'll make coffee. I make coffee in the morning for Christina. And then once I'm like situated, 
and then she gets out of bed to drink her coffee and whatever. I'll put I'll put the blinds up. Peaches, my little dog, she starts fucking coming out, fucking <laughs> causing ruckus. Peaches. And I'm like, all right, let me check my fucking phone. Then yeah, I'll check no, it. Right no, before no. I head out is when I'll check my phone. Great. Yeah. No, I gotta That's I gotta great. I gotta get into that. Um because I wake up and I'm like have a sleep. I look at the phone. I look at the emails. Like I'm very involved with, with the podcast in terms of like the social media aspect. So I'm like I look at the, the messages. I look at the yeah, but the then posting. That's putting your headspace. I know. That I know. I know. Yourself. Something that drives me nuts. I post on fucking Instagram, then TikTok, then YouTube. Fucking drives me fucking nuts. No, it, it's, it's so a, it overwhelming. Will change your mental I'll, state. I am I'm plan- telling you. I'll start tomorrow. Start tomorrow. You'll tomorrow let morning. Us know. Sunday morning. Yeah. <laughs> let us know. I like that. I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll, well, don't let us know. I, I, I won't want let you know until like at night. No, I'll take. I'll let you know tomorrow night. You guys um like run everything yourselves in your business or do you guys have like a small little team we have a team they do like low-hanging fruit like engagement and stuff like on instagram that i don't really have time for but i like that we yeah. have some coaches as well that coach our corporate clients as well yeah really yeah, yeah. holy shit you guys are, how long you guys, have you guys been doing like full force on the business four years four oh it's a whole time yeah it's a minute yeah yeah we're about to hit year three in february is our three-year anniversary Ooh. so we're excited, man. We got a lot of things going, a lot of things going for us, but, you know, we're still, we start, he has this nine to five. I have my, I don't even know what the fuck it is. I work all the time, but <laughs> we just want to quit our jobs so we can do this full time and just kind of catapult us to the next level. I so love it. We'll get there. When you were um, kind of going along this journey, because you went back to school, both of you guys went back to school, but you got a, a degree in, in nutrition, yeah. was it? Yeah. Was that the forefront of? what you were um, trying to do with the business, just nutrition at first? The, the program that... Like how did you get people to trust you for everything else? So, yeah, it actually touched on different... They had their own pillars of wellness, but it did touch on spirituality, mindset, relationships, career, um, sleep. Some, so it, it was like it, holistic. It was a holistic, holistic program. So that got me thinking that, like, nutrition's a huge piece, but it's not the only piece. Sure. So, uh, you know, I got people to trust me because I feel like I just practice what I preach, and, like, people saw me... They could tell I was in shape. I was happy. I was, you know, like mentally strong. And people were like, you know, I want that. I, they gravitated towards that. So I was kind of an example, like my own spokesperson for the company in the beginning, which got people to trust me. And then client testimonials were huge after that. Yeah, yeah. but I also think that, okay. and I see this a lot, where people come to me to lose weight and then they feel really good working on the nutrition. So they're like, can we go into stress too? Can we go into sleep? Like you, like we said earlier, it's a trickle effect. Yeah. Once you work on one thing and you feel like how good you feel, you just want it to spread and you want to dip into these other things. So I find some people come to us for one thing and then it goes kind of and takes off. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Yeah, I'm just trying to see because I I guess how people can test your credibility or if they ever want to test your credibility and be like, well, what do you know about outside of this? So I was just kind of curious of how you handled that or how you kind of spoke with. Yeah, man, I had to be out of my comfort zone in the beginning because like I you never know everything. Health is always evolving. And there's, you could sure. spend your whole life studying nutrition and know like 1% of the things out there. So it's like I had to be comfortable in knowing that I'm not an expert. But what we've done is like if, you know, if we need to, we'll refer people to certain doctors that we trust to get labs done. We now know how to read a lot of these labs. And we've we stay in our lane. Yeah, like you okay. said. Like if there's something that doesn't feel like it's in our reach and it's not our expertise, we have tons of people we can always refer out sure. to. Resources. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It, has to, it has to be a mutual fit. Do you ever have clients that maybe you, you know, kind of run them through what it is that you do and it just doesn't work out? Have you ever had like probably... It, it's rare, honestly. And I feel like it's mostly if they don't put the effort in. Okay. They don't so see it's the more results. Okay. Like if it's, they it's hard because we're not, we're not there to like make these recipes for these people. Like yeah. we can give everyone all these tools, but they're the people who are feeding themselves, going to sleep, like doing these things. So it can definitely be discouraging for us sometimes when we give someone like the playbook and... 
on our next call, they're like, I didn't do anything, you know? So I feel like we can give what we can give, but at the end of the day, they have to really yeah, be. True, true, and like, true, that's true. why in our discovery calls, sometimes if I feel like someone isn't really there and like ready to take the change, oh, okay. I may just say it's not a good fit because yeah. I, I feel like someone really needs to be like, I'm ready they to do want this. it. Yeah. 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 Of you course. Know? Yeah. Without them. I don't yeah. want them to waste their time and the money. And so. if they do want it, I could say confidently like a hundred percent of people come out feeling better, even within a couple of weeks of working with yeah, us. It's so awesome. It's That's easy. Yeah. If you're willing to do the work, you'll yeah. s- the results will be there. 100%. Yeah. That's awesome. We're not about like weight loss pills and like quick fix, oh, yeah, you know, bullshit. it's yeah. it's not, it's, it's not like a whole life. T- life yeah. Are you changing? Yeah. Mindset change. Yeah. You have to be ready. Yeah. That's awesome. This is awesome. Yeah. It's been very, <laughs> it's been very nice. All right. So you want to, yeah, I think we're going to start. Yeah. Start wrapping it up. Okay. It's time to break up. Time to break up. It's time to break up, guys. Sorry. Um, so with that being said, we always like to end the episode with a final thoughts. And final thoughts uh, could be anything you want to say to your younger self, anything that's very important to you that you want the rest of the world to know, um, anything at all that's important to you, whatever you want. You can say it to the camera. You can say it directly to us, however you want. But uh, Oh, and then at the end, just promote yourself where they can find you and all that other good stuff. Yeah. I think for me, for my younger self, it would have been good to know that you can do whatever you put your mind to. And I know it's a little bit cliche, but I had a lot of self-doubts in high school that, you know, I never saw myself as a CEO, never saw myself running a business with employees, you know, being on my own schedule. I just never thought I could do it until I had these micro wins throughout my life that helped build confidence. And, you know, I, I would just tell my older self, like, you can literally do anything that you put your mind to. And I'm, I'm a huge believer in, you know, your daily habits shape your days which shapes your weeks which shapes your months and your years so for me it all starts with like how i wake up in the morning and those things those small habits that have ingrained into my day and you also said something about micro wins i also think the fact that you have those daily habits and those daily little goals because when you accomplish what do they say when you make your bed in the morning the marine he oh says yeah, it, yeah it's not just about making your bed it's the fact that you made your bed yeah, yeah. i did this what else can i fucking kick yeah. ass today you yeah know, like, what a, else like a cold do? shower a fast when you start your day, a workout like when you start your day with a little challenge like that you mentioned mm. crossfit like those are hard workouts like yeah. once you finish that you're like damn like what's next what else you know? can i like, do like, what can't all right, I do? like yeah. maybe you're sitting at the traffic light and you're like oh this is frustrating but like is that something really to be pissed about like mm-hmm. you know I, I got over that that workout that finisher that that imam you know i can get over like yeah. whatever it is that this day has to throw at me yeah yeah it's just those little challenges it's, every the, li- day. it's the micro uh, things yeah it's not like you have to go on this crazy juice cleanse for three weeks and then you're successful or think that it's one massive win that's going to change your life little it's sure. those little ones that kind of yeah. lead up to those big ones just because of the whole mindset and that's for you. Like Final that. thoughts for you. So many thoughts. Um, I would say don't let people's judgments stop you from doing what you want and living your truth. I feel like I grew up so consumed by what people thought of me. I was so afraid of judgment. And I just followed the structure that I thought was the right thing to do. I was, beginning of our business, I was terrified to post on Instagram and talking to the camera and all this yeah. stuff. Like, it was it was terrifying. Like, I would have anxiety over it. And at the end of the day, Manoli was a huge force in this too. I, he was like, who cares about these girls from high school that you're never going to see again? Think about your TikToks and your videos and yeah. what you're doing. Um, so the second I put my guard down and stopped caring about what other people thought about me and like what judgment they had about me, I am so much more free. And ultimately now I get to help hundreds of people on a daily basis. And, you know, nothing's more rewarding than that. So just don't let people's perceptions and judgments get in the way of living your truth i love it i love it that's beautiful a good way to close off and now sell yourselves um 
Where can they find you? Marketing. So our Instagram. <laughs> Marketing. Our Instagram is at the Living Fuel. It's my baby. We are always on there answering DMs. Um, and then we also have our website, thelivingfuel.com. That has our booking page, all our info, and we're always there to answer any questions. We're on TikTok. We're trying to explore TikTok at the Living Fuel with two L's. Yeah, we'll be tagging you guys um, in the next coming of weeks for sure. Thank you. How Thanks excited. for having us, guys. Thank, Thank you so you much. Guys. I know for a fact you guys helped us, uh, and and then know the audience would be able to be receptive <laughs> for sure. For yeah, sure, you had a good time on this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had a good time. I've never seen him at this involved before. I mean, yeah, he's been involved, yeah. but he was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because I I think it's a good, it's so important and and again the year the new with the new year being here, um I think it's a good it's a good point to kind of change you yeah. know and so I think everything happens for a reason I think this conversation was uh, it happened when it needed to because we've been trying to make this happen for a while now and it's funny how it's just like it's good timing now, in the new it, year the timing exactly take, take one thing that we talked about don't take all of them take one thing from this conversation and try it and then build on that for I think sure that's for the sure. biggest tip I love so. that. Awesome. Heart. Well, eating heart. Eating heart. Eating heart tonight. Liver. Yeah. <laughs> Next liver. episode's all about liver and heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Manola Nicole, oh, thank you so too much. Too bad. You know what? Maybe after our, our carnivore cleanse, we could probably circle back with them uh, later on in the year. Do like a review. Yeah. yeah. yeah we can have huh? them back down in the in the middle of the year or something. Be like, you guys oh, will be ripped. Yeah. 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 Hopes yeah. for right? summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll see you guys in Greece. On a beach somewhere. Manola Nicole. Thank you guys so much. You guys were it was awesome. an honor. Thank Until you next for time. having us. Later, guys. Ciao, guys. Want to have a